0: Hey there, and welcome to We're Just Hairdressers, a podcast founded on the belief that stylists around the world can be passionate about the artistry of hair design and use their talents to build wealth. I'm your host, Tara Harville. Society tends to look down on hairstylists and doesn't see us as the business savvy individuals we are. This podcast is all about showing society and you that you don't have to choose between being a hairstylist and a wealth builder. We can run a successful company, even though we're just hairdressers. I am so excited for episode four, where I'll be talking with another amazing stylist. This week's guest has created quite the following, utilizing YouTube, and has our own education, and we know I love a good education platform. Let's say hello to Lexi Dawn. Bye. Hello, Lexi. I am so excited you were able to join me today. You are so really sad. killing the game. Yes, <laughs> you are killing the game on the digital scene, and I cannot wait to learn more about you. Awesome. Thanks for having me. For sure. First, you know, I always want to know more about you and your background, where you're from, and what made you decide to be a hairstylist.
1: Yeah. So I'm from Indianapolis. I didn't know what I wanted to do after high school. So I, Actually lived in Costa Rica for a year, being a translator, and then when I came back from that, I didn't really want to go to college or any school, and I had a friend going into beauty school, and so I was like, uh, "I'll guess I'll just do that. My dad will be glad that I'm doing something." And yeah, that is how I started,
0: just on a whim. What a story! <laughs> and that's so bad. random. I that's amazing. Um, I love So hair, being a hairstylist isn't something that you wanted to be growing up necessarily? No, no. I didn't even
1: ever think about being a hairstylist. I actually did color my hair all the time. Like in middle school, I would regularly color my hair like burgundy with box dye like all the time in my mom's bathroom and I don't know how she would let me do that because it was white and I was using this red color and I was like in seventh grade and then I did like my sister's hair and I had the craziest hair in like high school I had these bleached bangs and cut my own bangs and it was really bad but yeah I never even thought of doing it until my friend was going
0: yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's kind of how it always gets started. I mean, even though you didn't know you wanted to do it, you always clearly had 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 it as you know, you have to have it as a hairstylist. You can't yeah. just decide, I want to be a hairstylist and not be good at it. Right, right. <laughs> For sure. So has color always been your focus? I mean, how did you how did you get involved with that particular platform? So
1: Yeah, I think I was more drawn to color like throughout beauty school and right after it than like cutting or styling or anything like that. I have kind of an artistic background. So all through high school, I was in art classes and did art shows. And that's what I thought I wanted to do. Like if I were to go to college, I wanted to do art. And so this was kind of I always say it's the artistic outlet that pays before you die, because most artists aren't famous until they're gone, and then their work is valuable. And so this is kind of like an artistic outlet that I can actually make a decent living
0: on. 100%. I've actually never heard anyone put it like that, but that (laughs) is... I mean, that's perfect. That's exactly, exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your clientele. I mean, are they, is color, color your thing is color, what your clientele is made up of? Yes. A
1: hundred percent. I have tried branching off into extensions, which I still have some extension clients, but it always comes back to color. So my books are color only really Um, I actually don't even offer just haircut appointments. It's all color. And then you can get a cut with your appointment if you are wanting one. But yeah, it's just strictly color because that's just my thing. I love doing
0: it. I love that. I mean, I feel like, you know, that's something that's a great lesson that a lot of hairstylists, you know, honestly still need to learn, you know, what you're good at and what you're passionate about is where your money is going to be made. Yeah. And I feel like that's huge, you know, to to even those services like, you know, just a haircut. It's not it's not worth it, probably for you to have a, a client like that. And might as well do colors, what you love and what you're good at.
1: Yeah, totally. I always say like I've had two assistants and I I have a pretty decent following on YouTube and I do classes. And I always say that the industry is going more into specialized stylists. So you get to decide what you want to do as a stylist instead of being one that offers everything under the sun with hair. If you want to specialize in a certain thing like color or extensions or men's cuts, like do that and get really good at that skill and then you can totally exit totally succeed doing just those few services.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. I think that is such a great point and something important that stylists need to learn, you know? Yeah, totally. Well, I want to know a little bit more about the Harbor Collective. Where did this idea come from and what does education mean to you?
1: Yeah. So Harbor Collective, actually the name itself came from two of my friends, like Right out of high school, we wanted to form a band, and that's what the name was, and never did that. And then I stole it from them for my hair business. So um, that's where the name came from. Um, but I just. Your stories loved- are
0: the best.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I-, I just loved the name, and I was like, oh, I don't want to waste it because we're not going to form a band. So I might as well use it. So that's where I chose the name, and I was like, sorry, guys, um, I'm stealing this from you two and taking it for myself. Um, But I've always loved teaching. And I feel like that's like my thing. I'm pretty good at explaining things. And I like to bring stylists or just anybody who wants to learn underneath and just kind of show them what I do and what works for me. Um, And so that's kind of how I got started in education. And it's been super crucial for like me growing as a stylist um, that I'm like, everybody needs some kind of access to it. So I started on YouTube with free stuff and then kind of slowly tried to get more higher quality things to do more like paid classes that are more in depth and you get more stuff out of it. So yeah, it's just kind of all evolved from those things.
0: That's amazing. So um, you have a online platform now that people can sign up and take Harbor Collective classes.
1: Yeah. So we were doing webinars. Well, we did like in-person classes for a couple years where we would um, travel and do salon classes. Um, But then when quarantine started, all of our classes had to get canceled for this year, like many others. And so we were trying to figure out what we can do to keep doing classes. So we did webinars while while the salons were closed here in Indy. And that was really fun. We got a lot of interactions with those. So that was really cool to see. And so we still have access to webinars now on my website which is just lexidon.com and you can still go watch the replays and there's pdfs you can download to like take notes and stuff but now we're working on more of like i guess like online education where it's pre-filmed videos really well edited and high quality that you can buy in like packages and collections and stuff like that so we're in the middle and process of working out all those kinks and stuff and so hopefully those will be ready more towards the end of the year but yeah
0: i love that so much i i know i mean thanks to covid all of our through harper ellis which is um another one of my companies um all of our education went digital during yeah, covid totally. and you know, being such a hands-on person I, I mean that terrified me you know i mm-hmm. well, you want to bring that quality you know and so but digital is the way of the world i mean how what do you think about the digital education
1: Hey, I'm totally on board. That's how I started everything. So I'm like, the more the merrier. I love it. I think it's super easy and accessible to everyone, which is awesome. A lot of the problems with my like in-person classes is most of my following is worldwide, especially from YouTube, because YouTube's everywhere. And so it was harder for me to get people in my in-person classes because my audience was so spread out. So now Mm -hmm. that everything's online, anyone has access to it and so you can get education from anywhere in the world practically so it's very very cool
0: i love that what what are what do you think are some you know cons of or pros and cons of online digital education for stylists yeah i
1: think pros would be i mean the accessibility is just endless and there's so many different platforms and different price points too i think one of the cons is like it's Definitely different not being able to go into a salon and like have that interaction with people or be able to get really up close, ask more personal questions. I think our webinars were kind of like a mix of the two because there was a chat, and so people could just type questions in the chat and I could answer them right live right then and there. So that's kind of a Mm -hmm. mix, but they're like you can lay in bed and watch an online course, or you can like do it on your day off while you're drinking a cup of coffee. But there is, there isn't that element of like going and being with stylists and bonding and getting to know each other. So it's different, but I like, I think both of them are so awesome.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, even with me, I'm such an in-person kind of, kind of girl. And lately I have been hearing so much positive feedback on the digital education and, and those, these are from hands-on stylists as well. So I hope that, you know, anyone that is listening, you know, take advantage of, of those digital education platforms that you can dive into. I mean, like you said, you can literally become completely educated in your pajamas behind on your couch yes. or you're drinking your coffee or your wine or champagne, whatever you're into. Yes. And, you know, I think that's just amazing. So technology oh, yeah. is
1: great. It is amazing.
0: For sure. So what would you say to a stylist who is hesitant about investing in education? I mean, I know it can be expensive sometimes, but you know, it might be hard to take a plunge. But what would you say to a stylist that's ready to invest?
1: Yeah, it is. And I was worried about that at first, but you have to get in the mindset that this is for your career. And you have to think about it too. Like if I invest, say I take a balayage class and I'm really invested in learning this technique, balayage, and I want to get really good at it. Then those services in the salon, I can raise my prices for so I can compensate the price of the class with the price increase of my services. So it's always you're when you're building and you're educating and you're furthering your education in specific techniques or behind like your business stuff, you can elevate and make more money from those education classes, like upping your prices or growing a bigger salon or I don't know whatever you are investing in so there's always a return on your investment which I think is very important to remember
0: yeah absolutely I always say you know um, people stylists that invest in their education and you know take new education they're automatically in the top 10 percent of our industry and who doesn't totally. want to be on the top I mean yeah I think that's I think that's amazing because not everyone invests in their education I think that is That's huge.
1: Yeah. And I think that's more of a recent like trend is to invest in your education a lot. I see a lot of, which is amazing, older stylists coming to some of the classes or attending classes and they are in the top of their age bracket too for our industry. Like a lot of stylists that are older or in a smaller town, they don't really hear much about education, just being in a bigger city. You just hear about that more often. And so when you are in the older age of the stylist or you're in a smaller town and you invest in yourself, that like puts you way above anywhere around your area because now you're invested um, in your career and you're learning newer techniques and newer trends and people are going to want those and you're the only one that can provide that service um, in your career and you're learning newer techniques and newer trends and people are going to want those and you're the only one that can provide that service. So 100%. it just puts you to the top, even if you are in a smaller area or even a, a later stage of your career. Like, I think it's so important at any age.
0: Yes, 100%. I actually the same. I love seeing um, even those stylists that have been in it, you know, 15, 20 years in yeah. my classes. I I mean, I love that. I'm like, I hope yeah. that I'm, I'm only a 10 years in, but I hope when I'm 20 and 30 years in, I'm still investing in my education. Oh, Yeah.
1: I mean, trends change all the time. So you have to keep up with the time.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I exactly. I feel like I'm pretty educated. I take classes all the time. But I mean, it does. It changes so often that it blows my mind every time I take a new class. Oh, yeah, definitely. For, for sure. So I want to talk to you a little bit about your YouTube. I'm just kind of yeah. fascinated by this aspect of <laughs> with you. Um, you know, videos are hard and 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 mastering a platform like YouTube is not easy. So tell me how that got started and when did you really see that take off? So yeah,
1: I started YouTube so randomly. Like if you go back and watch my older videos, I started like four years ago. They are so cringy. I can't even watch them sometimes. But I I was in a little loft. And so like one that it's a whole building with a bunch of lofts in it. And I think I was just in between clients one time and had like an hour and a half or something. And I didn't want to have to go home and come back. So I was like, I'll just, I think I started with a couple style videos. And then I was like, "Oh, this is fun!" And I recorded it all on my like iPhone six. Like I edited it all on there and everything. And I was like, "I'm gonna try to record a color." And these videos, it, you're just sitting there watching one angle like for fifteen minutes. And I'm like, "Why did I edit it like this? It's so long."
0: I lo- um, never delete them. That shows I the know. growth.
1: <laughs> I know. That's what I tell people. I'm like, "Okay, I have to look back and see that. Okay, I'm actually like growing." and changing because you feel stuck all the time. But I mean, it's, it's just funny to look back at those old videos. I'm like, wow, I would never do that again. But it's, like, cool to see, like, where I've come from. But, yeah, it's it was so random. I really don't even know how I even thought of doing that. But then a couple of my videos, the titles, like, really made them go viral, I think. And so, like, I had one that's called Super Simple Balayage, and that one went really viral. And then I had one that's called Balayage on Virgin Hair. And so those, like, keywords really pushed the videos out. And I got a couple thousand views on it. And then it just escalated from there. So, yeah, um. it's been crazy. I never even planned or expected I would be a YouTuber. Never.
0: (laughs) I love that. And I, like I said, I'm fascinated by that because videos are not easy. Um, you know, it takes creative outlet, but you know, it's a creative outlet to create those, but you know, I think it's important. I think that, you know, I just was talking to someone else the other day and, and videos are actually what set her career off as well. Yeah. And you know, I think that's, if you can, if you can record yourself and it's as simple as that, I think now even our iPhones have such great quality. You can oh, yes, yeah, still video on the iPhone and create something amazing. So I,
1: I still film on my iPhone all the time. Like a lot of my recent videos are on my iPhone and I have like two good cameras, but it's just so much easier to just grab your iPhone and like start recording. Or like I'll, I have my iPhone up there and I'm like, telling my assistant Hannah hey can you record this real quick or something instead of like lugging your big old DSLR out there with a tripod and I mean those are nice videos because they're good quality but it's way different because I film all my stuff like in person in the salon like the salon's packed this is an actual client of mine it's not like I'm taking the day to do this specific client and no one's in the salon and I take hours to set it all up it's like I have two other clients after this person so I got to hurry up so it. it's all like right right then and there like me working in the salon
0: Yeah, reality. I mm-hmm. love that. Yeah. Would you say that YouTube helped you monetarily? I mean, would you what would your be your advice be to someone that wants to start with a YouTube channel and how do they build? Yeah. So
1: I wouldn't I wouldn't suggest thinking that you're going to make a bunch of money off of YouTube. And that's why you want to start the, the YouTube channel because you're not. There's so many like stigmas on YouTubers that you're filthy rich and you you're just getting paid buckets from YouTube. And that's not true at all. That's literally for only like the most famous people. Mm-hmm. I make a little bit, but nothing compares to working in the salon. So it's just like a hobby that I like to do that happens to help pay a little bit. But if you like doing it and you like education or you like the aspect of video editing and seeing the final result, like totally do it. Like I love it. I think it's so worth it. And it's like on your own time. So like it's your channel. You can upload whenever you want. I mean, it takes a lot if you want them to be really high quality and stuff. But if you're just like starting out, I wouldn't even put that standard on yourself yet. Like just start recording.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, would you say that YouTube has definitely created more outlets for you, you know, to not necessarily have to stand behind the chair to make money?
1: Yeah. I mean, if I, my YouTube is kind of like I'm on and off at all the time. Like I don't have a set schedule. I've tried to do set schedule and it's just, I would need like more people on my team for specific YouTube stuff than I have to like keep myself in check. Because um, I just can't seem to do it myself. But so mine's up and down. But if I really invested, I feel like I would, I would be able to like build it up, and you could make a decent amount of money off of it. But it takes a long time. I don't know the exact numbers, but you have to have so many subscribers and so many watch minutes and whatever to be able to get paid. And then you have to wait until you get at least a hundred dollars from your ad revenue and then they will start paying you monthly and so you only get paid monthly and a lot of people don't realize that it's all based on the ads you see so it's not based on how many subscribers how many views you have views help because they're viewing the ads but it's all AdSense is what it's called and so it's just all based on how many people watch the ad on your videos
0: that is so interesting yeah very interesting. Um, so what would you want to see someone do next within the digital sphere when it comes to hair or even beauty industry category?
1: That is, such, I read that question. I was like, I don't even know. I, I mean, I get a lot of people asking me about starting YouTube channels. So definitely seeing more videos on YouTube. I mean, like I'm constantly watching videos on YouTube and on Instagram. Like I'm scrolling till midnight in my bed, just watching YouTube or um, Instagram tutorials on hair. So just more people doing that because sometimes I'm like, I've watched them all. There's no more. I need more. Um, so just more stylists creating content would be cool because then there's more to watch and I'm into that. So yeah, yeah, I just think being confident that you don't have to be perfect. I think that's what a lot of people are afraid to do when they're just starting they're like, oh, I'll never get views on YouTube or I'll never get views on Instagram. And I'm just like, just start. The more you post, the more people are going to see. So just got to do it and not be afraid.
0: Yeah, 100%. I love that advice. I feel like you know, the one thing I said last, one of my last podcasts was everyone has a day one. And so that's why yeah. I like never delete your old YouTube videos. Right. Because you yeah. Go, go back, back and look, look at mine. If
1: you're <laughs> nervous of starting, you're definitely going to be better than
0: mine starting out. Okay. It's kind of like my old Instagram photo. Someone yes, asked the other your- day, should I delete my old? I'm like, I, I try to keep mine on there. That way people, no. if they really want to see where I came from, they can go back and look. Yes.
1: My husband's <laughs> like super into tech. And so we watched this guy. Um, he's like a tech reviewer. And he did like random tech videos and reviews um he's called mkbhd Uh, he's like super famous so you probably have heard of him um but he would he like did it for like five years just regular video tech reviews before he even got like paid started paid by youtube and like he's like i'm never going to delete these because it's so like motivational just for yourself to see like where you started and how far you've come so and you're never going to have that look back moment if you never start. So you got to start somewhere.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. I t- I've told this story before, but I love telling people. I actually was shooting our our digital suite the other day through Harper Ellis Hair Codes, It's a online extension education platform. Yeah. And we had about I think about two hours um, to shoot this one video, and it actually ended up taking us about twelve to fourteen hours. Yeah. <laughs> It and it so was long. due to it was due to my lack of experience, you know. I mean, <laughs> there was really no other reason yeah. other than that. And so even though sometimes we still produce things that look great at the end, it, you know, getting there is not always easy. I no, know
1: there's an always, there's always a behind the scenes. And sometimes I try to show like the reality of like, this is what's really going on. Don't think I'm like this amazingly talented YouTube star. That is not true at all. Like I'm just your stylist that's behind the chair, just like any of you guys. So it's like, you could all do the same thing we do we're all in the same boat.
0: Yes. 100%. I I think even during this, I had a crying breakdown in the middle and I don't, I don't do that. My business partner came (laughs) in. She's like, all right, ready to suck it up and keep going. I'm like, let's go. We can do this. You're like, (laughs) help me. Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) I love, I love that you're willing, you know, because me looking at You know, where you're at. I love I love seeing the success and seeing how much you've grown, you know, on on YouTube. I mean, that's amazing. I know it takes lots of hard work, but I love hearing stylists talk about where they started. I mean, yeah, that's that's my main concern and goal with this podcast is to get more stylists to just get started.
1: And whether they're
0: starting in their career, they're wanting to start the YouTube channel or they're wanting to start building their Instagram followers, just you have to start somewhere. So I think that's that's important for sure. Yeah, I totally agree. Absolutely. So I also saw that you started an earring line It's called I Endless did. Summer. Yes. I am. That's amazing. I mean, I want to hear <laughs> all about that. What made you decide to start this?
1: Um, it's funny because I was my like business partner was just here this morning and we were just working on our fall collection. So you all need to go look at my page to see our fall collection coming out next Friday. Um, What
0: is your page for that?
1: What was that? What What is your page
0: page for? Mm -hmm.
1: So it's endless summer brand on Instagram. I post on it. Like I post about it all the time on my hair page. So yeah, endless summer brand is our earring line Instagram and it's all through Etsy. So the links on there, but yeah, it was just, I, everyone asked me like how I got started and my friend, who's doing it with me, she started making these during quarantine because she thought they were cute and she would like make them for family members and whatever. And somehow we were talking about it. And then all of a sudden we are starting a business. So I really don't understand how, like I like try (laughs) to remember, like how did I even become a part of this? Oh, well at least I like doing it. So now Uh... we have a business and it's fun. Like it's another creative outlet. Like I said, I love art and I'm always like, okay, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? And this is the next thing. So now we're doing earrings and it's just so fun.
0: Oh, that doesn't sound like you ever stop. No, it's
1: <laughs> it's quite crazy. I My husband that. was saying the other day, he's like, yeah, I just like starting new hobbies. And whenever, whenever I get bored, I just start like Frisbee golf where Lex just starts new businesses when she's bored. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, I didn't even
0: realize that. Hey, I calling totally- me out exactly but I can totally relate I think I mean you know building wealth making money and yeah and following my dreams that is my hobby so I love that yeah for sure I mean is is the jewelry line something you've always wanted to do
1: um I don't know if I've it's like hair it just randomly happened um I did used to do like other jewelry stuff randomly it never became anything this is like my most successful jewelry thing but I don't even know why I did jewelry in the past. I think it's just another creative outlet. Like, oh, I'm sick of painting. I'll try this. And this one, it they're all made out of polymer clay, which is like a plastic-based clay. So they're like super lightweight, but they're like, you cut them out with like cookie cutter punch things. Um, So it's pretty easy. You get to mix a bunch of different colors. You can be creative that way. So, And I worked with clay a ton in high school. And so it's kind of like more like, channeling my love for clay when when I was in high school to like actually making money out of it and like a product so that's it's just a fun little outlet and it's like a different style I guess of jewelry that's really popular right now
0: wow that is I think that is so cool well can you give us some advice on running multiple businesses (laughs) I mean, how do you juggle all of this and still make time for yourself and everything else Girl, I don't even know how I do it. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm doing
1: it, okay? <laughs> um, it's So I worked three days in the salon behind the chair. I I started that schedule um, actually in August, so it's pretty recent, after quarantine. So we were closed in Indy for three months, and then we opened back up in June, and it was craziness opening back up because everybody wanted to be in Al at the same time, and you can't do that right now, so... June and July were like packed full. And then by August, I finally got everyone back on their schedule for hair. Um, And so I was like, you know what? I'm ready to do three days a week. I have these other things. Like I wasn't getting enough time to do YouTube stuff or creating content or things like that that I really love doing. Um, And then I started this earring thing. And I was like, I have to have time for branding because I'm in charge of all the branding and social media. And so I was like, I need some days. And so my assistant now is actually she is working the other days in my chair because we work at a different salon. And so she's able to start creating her, like building her clientele, which is awesome while still assisting me. And then she's done in August. And so now I have three days in the salon. And then the other days, the Wednesday and Friday, I'm home being able to create content or film or edit or whatever. Um, and then I'm able to have my weekends off. Like I really like having my weekends off to hang with my husband and my dogs and family and stuff like that so I was like I don't want to work on weekends and like I said earlier like once you are able to find your niche and like do the kind of like styling or cutting or coloring that you want you're able to create your own schedule and so once I was able and had enough clientele to create my own schedule I was like okay no more weekends so that way i'm like okay weekends are for me and family and stuff and then i have specific days that i dedicate to all the different business stuff that i do
0: i love that sounds like you just compartmentalize everything and yeah as much as i can (laughs) yeah i mean I, i every day i have to make i mean i have a schedule every single day and on, on my schedule even like feed dogs and call mom like yeah. I have to make sure <laughs> oh yeah every, everybody gets some time you know
1: mm-hmm. I always have like to do in my brain and I'm like I need to start writing this down because I'll get into one thing and then my brain goes somewhere else and then 20 minutes later I'm like what I didn't even finish what I was doing like you got to focus Lex. So now I've started to like write down things. Okay. These are the things I need to get done today. These are the things I need to get done on Friday, like figure all this out. So my brain doesn't just start racing and I'm not even doing what I'm supposed to do that day.
0: Yeah. 100%. I think it's amazing to hear how, you know, someone like you just juggles everything and, and makes it happen. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit of like, what's your, what's your big picture? I mean you know even with the with the jewelry line but what's your big picture with all of your companies and all of your brands
1: so yeah i was actually talking to my husband last night about this but i would love to open my own salon i my best friend owns a salon i work in now and it's so fun we work right next to each other it's a blast i love it but i'm i'm like okay i want my own thing there and so i don't know if it'd be a commission salon or a booth rent salon i haven't decided which of the two But I would love to just have a really intense and like focused assistant program to like really like assistants come in and they get all this education. And by the time they're done, not necessarily for them to work at my salon, but to send them out kind of more of like a grad school to hair or whatever, and like send them out. And then they're ready to be their own stylist. They're equipped with all the tools from business owning, customer service techniques, all this stuff. And then they're just ready to do their own thing. Like I'd love to have a salon that has, it's like a teaching salon. So like you could, have this program for assistants to go through for six months or a year, however we set it. And then they're just ready to go afterwards. That would be the goal.
0: I think that's amazing. I think, um, you know, even some stylists that uh, you made such a great point, um, I have to point it out, but stylists that are listening to this, I think like what you just said screams that you want to do your part in teaching that next generation, how to be successful. And it's so important that, you know, stylists, uh, that's just that's just part of it. You have to do your part teaching that next generation to keep this industry as powerful as it is right now. Totally,
1: yeah. And I yeah. I never got the like like I love making people feel beautiful and like giving my clients the confidence. Like, of course, I love doing that. I wouldn't continue doing hair if I didn't like that aspect. But I'm super invested in the stylists themselves and like young girls coming in or young guys coming in and building their confidence and knowing that they because I feel like a lot of our industry up until recently is like, do whatever it takes to please your client, no matter if it's a strain on you. And I think there needs to be some boundaries set there because people, especially once you start, well, like I do a lot of lived in color and balayage and foliage, whatever. So a lot of my stuff is like lived in stuff. And so I found that niche and I'm like, My clients are coming because they see my work on Instagram, which Instagram's an amazing platform. Everybody should have an Instagram. Um, But they they're coming to me, and so they're coming to me for a reason. And so once I set those boundaries of like, this is my business. You're coming to me. I want to provide you with the best hair I can, of course. Like I want you to feel beautiful and happy. Um, But you're they're not going to dictate everything I get to do behind the chair or how I run my business or things like that. So I think it's super important for younger stylists to realize like they don't have to get walked all over by the client like they can be encouraged to own up to their own business and set those appropriate boundaries and be respected as a stylist I think that's a huge thing that our industry has never had much respect And yes. it was kind of looked down on to be a hairstylist like you're like oh you're college dropout or whatever or you're not smart enough to go to college so you're a hairstylist and that's not true at all we're running our freaking own businesses that's a lot harder um and so yeah. and we're dealing with you guys you're a lot of work (laughs) so just like realizing like you have value like as a stylist you have the ability to have your own say in who you take as clients and what you do behind the chair like it's your job you're the one doing it for 50 years. um, And clients are going to come and go. And you're going to have clients that don't like what you do or don't like your attitude or whatever. um, And they can leave, like they'll find somebody else. And you're going to have clients that will say you are the master, do whatever you need to do. Like I trust you completely. And those are the clients you want. That's what's going to make you be able to work 50 years because you're still passionate about your job in 50 years you know
0: what I mean? Yeah. 1000%. Yeah. I think that is such, I mean, you said that so well. Um, I think that that is such an important things for, you know, the newer generation to learn. Um, this was yeah. exactly the conversation I had with uh, one of my assistants and I yesterday, I, I had watched a client sort of take over her and I mm-hmm. had to quickly pull aside and go, Hey, you know, like you're the professional you've invested in your, your education, yeah. you know, you learn day in day out you're the expert so make sure that you always you always you know provide that vibe and and they know that totally and she it's a hard thing to learn for sure but um,
1: yeah And you're going to have those clients that test your ability to be professional and have good customer service, but also stand up for yourself and be like, you're coming to me for this service. I'm not, I'm not begging you for your money. Um, which I think that's what the switch needs to be. And it can't be, Oh, I'm a client and I know you need my money. So you're going to do whatever I say. It's you're a client coming to me, the professional, because you want what I can provide you. And so that switch just, I think that elevates stylist confidence and lets them be able to stand up for themselves and also be like, I'm confident in my craft and my skill. Like I've put in the money and the work in my education, bringing back to education. And so I know exactly what to do behind the chair and that's why you're coming to me. So I think it's that wow. whole mindset and whole education switch of like, I'm a business owner and I am a professional. I'm in the corporate world. I'm not just this side hustle, you know, trying to make every scrap I can. It's like, I know what I'm doing and I deserve respect too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love that. That is such a great point. For sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, that perfectly leads to one of my last questions for you. I love to ask everyone on the podcast about stereotypes. I feel like you know everyone has their own version of this within the industry. Yeah. So, do you have any like certain stories? Have you ever felt embarrassed about being a hairstylist, or what stereotypes have you run into?
1: I don't think I've ever been embarrassed. embarrassed, but I totally understand where that comes from when people do, because of like what I was just talking about, like being a hairstylist is like, oh, you're not smart enough for college or whatever. But there is an end there is a stereotype of like, oh, you're just a hairstylist. Like you don't really like, I don't know, how to explain it. Like Uh you don't have a passion behind it or you're just doing it on the side or whatever. And it's like there's so much more to becoming a hairstylist. Like the mission of you could be a hair scientist with the mission of I am here to make my clients feel beautiful, to have the confidence to feel like they can take on their world and their day um, and not worry about how they feel about their hair because hair is a huge thing. I feel like it's sometimes even more important than like makeup. Like when you have your hair blown out or curled or styled, it's like, oh, I don't need a cute outfit or makeup or I'm just, I've got this. And so that's super important. But also like the side that we kind of lean to is like, I really want to invest in people that are learning from me or stuff. So the stereotype of just you don't have much to offer, you're just a hairstylist. It's like I have so much to offer and I I do my research on marketing. I do my research on business owning, and I do my research on assistant development, like that's all stuff that people do in the corporate world. And so like, I'm just as equipped as any of them. So the stereotype of just we don't really bring anything to the table, I think needs to be erased. And again, like clients (laughs) respecting us, and coming to us instead of them dictating what we do, you know?
0: Right. Oh, 100%. I, you know, my parents, they both have a college education and, um, you know, both hold master's degrees actually. And they weren't, they weren't exactly thrilled that I was going to hair school. (laughs) Um, you know, at first always supportive, but maybe not thrilled. And so now that I'm, I mean, I'm 10 years in, they both have said to me, uh, we wish we were hairstylists. So (laughs) I know my dad's always
1: like, I might need to take the loan from you now. And I'm like, Hey, you're welcome. I don't know how big it's going to be, but.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I love that. My stepdad all the time is like, I should have picked up a comb, Uh not a football. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, I've
1: had an assistant, I've had two assistants and one, like her mom was like, I think you should do this. And she is great at it. And then her my other assistant, her parents wanted like her to go to college first. So she has, um, I think, associate's degree in business or marketing or something like that, which if your parents are like, you need to go to college first and make sure like you don't want to do college or whatever, and then you can go to beauty school, because I still know younger girls that that's like their rules. Yeah. Go for marketing, go for business, go for something that's actually going to further your hair career. And I honestly, unless you're planning on going and like starting a salon go for marketing marketing is so huge right now especially digital marketing like no instagram statistics no youtube statistics no tiktok statistics like use that to your advantage because now we have instagram and that is your portfolio like people come because they see your work and so if you know how to market yourself like that that's going to set you so much higher than so many other hairstylists and even now even if you're not going through college and or you've been a hairstylist for like seven years, like I have take marketing classes. Like there's no problem in furthering that education, not just like behind the chair techniques. Like, I think that's yeah, huge.
0: Absolutely. I, I tell my team, my own salon team, I say, you guys are marketers and then you're a hairstylist. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cause, Cause you're not a hairstylist
1: unless you can market yourself. Exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> this day and time, it is way more important than knowing your craft. So, mm-hmm. um, yes. you know, i Definitely think it comes first. So you're exactly right. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I've just, I've honestly just enjoyed talking to you so much today. Nice. You are nice. a wealth of knowledge and I admire First of all, you're a go getter. Um, <laughs> you do everything for sure. But um, I want to tell everyone that's listening how can they find you on social and, um, you know, how can they connect with you?
1: Yeah. So my Instagram is at LexiDon. Um, everyone calls me Mrs. Dawn, which is so hilarious because Dawn's my middle name. And so I just, I was about to get married and didn't want the whole hassle of switching names. So that's why I went by Lexi Dawn, but just Lexi. Um, so yeah, hair by Lexi Dawn is my Instagram and then just Lexi Dawn on YouTube. If you just type that into the search, you'll, I'll pop right up. I think, I don't think there's very many other Lexi Dons there. Um, but mm. yeah, those two are my main thing. And then com has my education stuff. There's not much like updates on that there most of my updates come through Instagram so if you're going to follow me anywhere Instagram I'm on there more often but yeah also go subscribe to my YouTube
0: channel absolutely absolutely I know everyone listening will find you so inspirational so I'm excited for them to connect with you on all forms I'm gonna probably spend my Friday night watching your YouTube channel (laughs) go watch the very first ones (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: No, now I've exposed myself. Everyone's going to go watch those instead of my most recent one. Yeah,
0: well, I have YouTube's been on my to do list for a very long time. So, yes, I'm going to yes. go watch those. First time today it's great. You, it's great. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, again, Lexi, I'm honored that you're here with us today and um, so, so, so happy that our listeners are going to be able to hear from you and connect with you. So, Thanks for listening to episode four of We're Just Hairdressers. I'm Tara Harville reminding you that wealth building behind the chair is attainable.